I would like to dedicate this book to Camilo. Magic Treehouse number 15, Viking Ships at Sunrise by Mary Pope Osborne. Chapter 1, Before Dawn. Jack opened his eyes. A thin gray light came through his window. His clock read 5 a.m. All was quiet. Today we're going to ancient Ireland, he thought, back more than a thousand years. Morgan Le Fay had told him that it was a very dangerous time with Vikings raiding the coasts. You awake, came a whisper. Annie stood in his doorway. She was dressed and ready to go. Yeah, meet you outside, said Jack as he climbed out of bed. He pulled on his jeans, t-shirt, and sneakers. He put his secret library card into his backpack with his notebook and pencil. Then he hurried downstairs. Annie was waiting for him in their yard. The air was damp and misty. Ready? she asked. Jack took a deep breath. I guess, he said. He was a little worried about the Vikings. They walked silently over the dewy grass. Then they ran up their street and into the Frog Creek woods. Mist clung to the trees as they walked through the dark woods. It's hard to see, said Jack. Where's the treehouse? asked Annie. I have no idea, said Jack. Just then, something fell in front of them. Watch out, shouted Jack. He covered his head. The ladder, cried Annie. Jack opened his eyes. The rope ladder from the magic treehouse dangled in front of them. Jack looked up. The treehouse was hidden in the mist. Come on, let's go, said Annie. She grabbed the ladder and started up. Jack followed. They climbed through the wet air and into the treehouse. Hello, said Morgan. I'm glad to see you. She was sitting in the corner. At her feet were the scroll they'd brought back from Roman times and the bamboo book from ancient China. I'm so glad to see you, said Jack. Me too, said Annie. It's good that you both came early, said Morgan. She reached into the folds of her robe and pulled out a piece of paper. Here's the ancient story you must find today, she said. Morgan handed the paper to Jack. On it were the words, Serpens Magna. The mysterious writing reminded Jack of the writing from their trip to the Roman town of Pompeii. That looks like Latin, he said. Very good, said Morgan. It is Latin. But I thought they spoke Latin in ancient Rome, said Annie. Aren't we going to Ireland? You are, said Morgan. But during the Dark Ages in Europe, educated people wrote in Latin. The Dark Ages, said Jack. Yes, said Morgan. The time after the fall of the Roman Empire. Why is it called Dark, said Jack. It was a difficult time said Morgan. People had to work very hard just to feed and clothe themselves. There was not a lot of time for playing, learning, or making art and music. Morgan pulled a book from her robe. Your research, she said, handing it to Annie. The title read, Ireland Long Ago. Remember, said Morgan, your research book will guide you, but in your darkest hour, only the ancient story can save us. Jack and Annie said together. And remember this, said Morgan, it must be your darkest hour when there is no hope left. If you ask for help too soon, it will not come. And we have to find the story first, said Annie. That is true, said Morgan. Do you have your secret library cards? Jack and Annie nodded. Show them to the wisest person you meet, said Morgan. Don't worry, said Annie. I think we're ready now. Annie pointed at the cover of the Ireland book. 
I wish we could go there, she said. She gave Morgan a little wave. See you soon. Good luck, said Morgan. The wind started to blow. The treehouse started to spin. It spun faster and faster. Then everything was still. Absolutely still. Chapter 2, The Steep Climb Jack opened his eyes. The light was still gray, but the air was even damper and colder than in Frog Creek. Wow, I'm in a long dress, said Annie. It's scratchy. Hey, I've got a little purse on my belt. It has my library card in it. Jack looked down at his own clothes. He was wearing a shirt and trousers made of heavy wool. He also wore leather slippers, and in place of his backpack was a leather bag. Wow, said Annie, looking out the window. This really looks like the dark ages. Jack looked out too. He couldn't see anything through the mist. It's just because the sun's not up yet, he said. I'd better check the book. Annie handed the Ireland book to Jack. He opened it and read aloud. The early Middle Ages were once known as the Dark Ages because learning and culture nearly vanished throughout Europe. Scholars today praise the brave Irish monks who helped keep Western civilization alive. What do civilization and monks mean? asked Annie. I think civilization is when people have books and art and good manners, said Jack. Monks are religious people who spend their time praying and reading and helping people. Well, I don't see any civilization or monks out there, said Annie, pointing at the mist. Jack pulled out his notebook. He wrote, Brave Monks in Ireland. Then he looked at Annie. If we find civilization, I think we'll find the lost story, he said. Let's go, said Annie. She lifted her skirt and climbed out the window. Jack read more in the Ireland book. The monks copied the ancient writings of the Western world. Before printing was invented, all books had to be written and copied by hand. Hey, we're on a cliff, Annie called from outside, above the ocean. Be careful, said Jack. He stuffed the Ireland book and his notebook into his leather bag. Then he climbed out the window. Annie was peering over the edge. Jack looked too. There was a rocky shore 20 feet below. Waves slapped against the rocks. Seagulls swooped and glided above the sea. It doesn't look like there's any civilization down there, said Jack. Maybe we should climb those, said Annie. She pointed to steep steps cut into the cliff. Jack looked up. The cliff also rose above them in the mist. We better wait till the sun comes up, he said. Let's just go super slow, said Annie. She started up the stone steps. Wait, Annie, said Jack. They might be slippery. Whoa, she said, almost falling backwards. I tripped on my darn dress. I told you to wait, Jack said. It's too dangerous. Just then, something fell from above. Watch it, said Jack. He put his hands over his head. Hey, it's a rope, said Annie. Jack saw a thick rope dangling down the stairs. Where'd this come from, he asked. It's like when Morgan dropped the ladder to us, said Annie. I bet someone's trying to help us. Yeah, but who, said Jack. Let's find out, said Annie. She grabbed the rope. I'll use it first. Once I'm at the top, you can come after me. Okay, but hurry, he said, and be very careful. Jack waited as Annie started climbing up the steps. Annie held on to the rope as she climbed slowly up the stairs. Soon, she vanished over the top of the cliff. What's up there? Jack shouted, but his voice was lost in the sound of the waves. He grabbed the rope and started up the steep steps. 
At the top of the cliff, he pulled himself over the edge. Aha! boomed a deep, jolly voice. It's another little invader. Chapter 3, Brother Patrick. Jack's glasses were wet with mist. He quickly wiped them and looked up. A man in a brown robe stood before him. The man had a round red face. He was bald, except for a fringe of hair around his head. Nearby, the rope was tied around a tree. I, I'm not an invader, said Jack. He's Jack, said Annie. She was standing behind the man. I'm Annie. We're from Frog Creek, Pennsylvania. We, we, we come in peace, stammered Jack. The man's blue eyes twinkled. Oh, do you now, he said. I wondered what was going on. I had dropped the rope so I could climb down the steps, but you two grabbed it instead. How in the world did you get on this island? Jack stared at the man. He didn't know how to explain the magic treehouse. In our boat, Annie said quickly. The man looked puzzled. Not many boats can come ashore at this dark early hour. Well, we're very good sailors, said Annie. Oh, brother, thought Jack. He hoped their sailing skills wouldn't be tested. Where exactly are we? asked Annie. And who exactly are you? You're on an island off the coast of Ireland, the man said. And I am Brother Patrick. Whose brother are you? said Annie. The monk smiled. The brother means I'm a Christian monk. Oh, you're one of the monks who saved civilization, said Annie. The man smiled again. Annie turned to Jack and whispered, Let's show him our cards. I trust him. Okay, said Jack. He trusted the monk too. They both pulled out their secret library cards and showed them to Brother Patrick. The M's and L's for Master Librarian shined in the gray light. The monk looked at them and bowed his head. Welcome, my friends, he said. Thank you, said Jack and Annie. I did not truly think you were invaders, said Brother Patrick, but on our small island, we are careful of strangers. Why, said Annie. There are terrible stories about Viking raiders, he said. When we see their serpent ships, we must hide or be taken as slaves. Serpent ships, said Jack. The prows of their ships are often carved in the shape of a serpent's head said Brother Patrick. I'm afraid it stands for their fierce, cold-blooded ways. Jack looked at the misty gray sea. Do not worry, said Brother Patrick. They cannot land safely on this island before daylight. They're not as good as sailors as some people, he winked at Annie. Too bad for them, she said cheerfully. But tell me, why have you come here? asked Brother Patrick. Oh, said Jack, I almost forgot. He pulled Morgan's paper from his leather bag. He showed the Latin words to the monk. Serpens Magna. This is the title of a story that we have to take back to our friend and teacher, Morgan Le Fay, said Annie. I see, said Brother Patrick. He gave Jack and Annie a mysterious look. What's he thinking? Jack wondered. But the monk changed the subject. I think you would like to visit our monastery, he said. What's that? said Annie. The place where we monks live and work, said Brother Patrick. Come. But the sun's not up yet said Jack. Won't the others be asleep? Oh, no, said Brother Patrick. In the summer, we rise long before daylight. We have much to do. You'll see. The monk led them up a dirt path. Jack hoped their book was at the monastery. He wanted to leave the gloomy island with its threat of Viking invaders as soon as possible. A low bell started to ring. Jack saw a lonely church steeple against the gray sky ahead. Chapter 4, Books of Wonder The monastery had a stone wall all around it. 
brother Patrick took Jack and Annie through the gate. Beyond the gate was a small church with a hanging bell. There was also a vegetable garden and six stone huts shaped like giant beehives. We grow all our own food, said Brother Patrick. Carrots, turnips, spinach, wheat, and beans. He led them to the entrance of the first hut. Jack and Annie peeked inside. A monk was pulling flatbread from a low stone oven. This is our bakery, Brother Patrick said. It smells good, said Annie. Come along, Brother Patrick said. He pointed to each hut as they passed. These are our sleeping quarters, he said, and that's where we spin our cloth. In here, we cobble our sandals. There, we carve our wooden tools. In each of the huts, Jack and Annie could see monks. They were busy spinning or cobbling or carving. Finally, Brother Patrick came to the largest beehive-like hut. I have saved the best for last, he said. This is where we do our most important work. He stepped inside. Jack and Annie followed. The hut was warm and peaceful, yet very alive. It glowed with the golden light of many candles. Monks sat at wooden tables. Some were reading. Others played chess. Best of all, some were writing and painting in books. This is our library, said Brother Patrick. Here we study math, history, and poetry. We play chess, and we make books. Jack, said Annie, I think this is it. What, said Jack. Civilization, said Annie. Brother Patrick laughed. Yes, this is where civilization hides, he said, on top of our lonely island in the sea. Oh, man, said Jack, I love this place. What kind of books do you make here, asked Annie. Books of wonder, said Brother Patrick. We record Christian stories as well as the old myths of Ireland. Myths, said Jack. Yes, said Brother Patrick. They were gathered from our storytellers, the old women who sing the tales of long ago when people believed in magic. Wow, said Annie. Come, said Brother Patrick. Look at the book of Brother Michael. He has worked on it his whole life. Brother Patrick led Jack and Annie over to an old monk. The monk was painting a blue border around one of the pages in a book. Michael, these two master librarians from far away would like to see your work, said Brother Patrick. The old monk looked up at Jack and Annie. His wrinkled face broke into a smile. Welcome, said Brother Michael in a thin, shaky voice. Hi, said Annie. Brother Michael showed them the cover of his book. It was decorated with gleaming red and blue jewels. Then he turned the pages. Each was covered with fancy writing and delicate paintings in green, gold, and blue. I wish I could paint like that, said Annie. It's beautiful, whispered Jack. Thank you, said Brother Michael. How do you make a book like this? asked Annie. I write on sheepskin and use goose quill pens, said Brother Michael. My paints are made of earth and plants. Wow, said Annie. Show Michael what you are seeking, Brother Patrick said. Oh, right, said Jack. He pulled out the paper Morgan had given them. He showed the Latin writing to the old monk. Brother Michael nodded. Yes, he said with a smile. I know that one quite well. Brother Michael turned to the page he had been painting with a blue border. He pointed to the writing at the top of the page. Oh, man, whispered Jack. The words were Serpens Magna. Chapter 5, Warships on the Waves. We found our story, said Jack. Yay, said Annie. Indeed, said Brother Patrick. But alas, Brother Michael has not yet completed his work. You will have to return for it. 
Oh, shoot, said Annie. Jack was disappointed, too. I don't know if we'll be able to come back, he said. I don't know if we can even leave without the story, said Annie. Brother Patrick looked puzzled. The two kids looked at each other, then back at Brother Patrick. It was too hard to explain about the treehouse and how the magic worked. Jack shrugged. We'll just have to try, he said. Outside, the church bell began ringing. It is time now for our sunrise prayers, said Brother Patrick. Will you join us? Thanks, but we better try to go home now, said Jack. Brother Patrick nodded and led them into the garden. When he opened the gate, they stopped. The horizon glowed pink and purple. The sun had started to rise. No one spoke as the great fiery ball rose slowly over the ocean. Finally, Brother Patrick broke the silence. Shine, O light of the sun, he said, on this day filled with wonder. That's beautiful, said Annie. Jack smiled. He agreed. Brother Patrick turned to them. It is such sights as this that inspire our bookmaking, he said. Now go, and may God be with you on your voyage home. Thanks, said Jack and Annie. Do you need me to guide you to your boat, he asked. I don't think so, said Jack. Follow the path to the top of the cliff, said Brother Patrick. Then use my rope to help you down the steps. Okay, said Annie. Bye, and she went through the gate. Jack wanted to go home, but he hated leaving the monastery. It was filled with people doing his favorite things, reading and learning. I really like it here, he said to Brother Patrick. I'm glad, but you must go now while the weather is with you, said the monk. Everything can change in an instant. Then Brother Patrick turned and went into the church. Jack hurried to the gate. Before he went further, he stopped and pulled out his notebook. He quickly made two lists. One, to make a book, sheepskin, goose quail, paints. Two, to make paint, earth, plants. Come on, Annie called from the top of the steps. Coming, Jack called. He put away his notebook and ran along the dirt path to the edge of the cliff. Overhead, flocks of gulls circled in the purple sky. Their cries sounded like screams. What's wrong with them, Jack said. Maybe they always do this at sunrise, said Annie. Let me go first. Clutching the rope, she started down the steps. Jack grabbed the rope and started down. The bird's cries went on. They worried him. They sounded like warnings. Jack reached the rocky ledge and let go of the rope. Let's go, Annie called from the treehouse. Jack looked at the horizon one last time. His heart nearly stopped. A ship was outlined against the sky. Behind it, he saw two smaller ships. As the ships came into view, their bright sails were filled with wind and their serpent prows blazed in the new sunlight. Oh no, Jack whispered. Vikings, 